Hello and welcome to our semi-annual Last Call episode, Winter 2023 edition, which marks the end of Season 8 of the Neat Glass-sponsored Whiskey Tension Podcast. I'm Scott. I'm Ed. So every six months, we like to give ourselves a break from our regular scheduled tomfoolery, or I guess Scott foolery, Ed, <laughs> Ed foolery, a humble brag about who's listening to us all over the world, recap all the episodes, shorts, and other things that we've created in the past six months, do a quick taste of a spirit that we're sipping on tonight, and then provide you with a preview of what's coming up in the next six months in Season 9. And of course, there will be tangents. But before we get to all that, Ed's just raring to go with our semi-annual list of special shout-outs. Right, so I want to take the time to just thank and document everybody who appeared this season. Uh, Gabe led the crew with the number of appearances, which was on six podcasts. Only one full episode, but he did drop by for a news episode. Mm Mm-hmm. He was on one of the Wiscomentaries. I don't know how that happened. This is why I need to go to rehearsal. <laughs> one special preview. And of course, he was on two of the madnesses. Three if you count a hologram game, <laughs> but really technically only two yeah. is he physically here. Yeah. So Siobhan was on three podcasts and a full episode and two shorts. Anders was on three podcasts after a drought, yeah. which was one full podcast. And then on the last two rounds of the Whiskey Madness, Jeff joined us for three podcasts as well. One full episode, one bonus short, and one news. Yeah. And then newcomers this season, not new to us, but new to you, Paula and Aaliyah from our Whiskey Lounge were on two podcasts, a full episode and a short, of course. Our old friends Marnie and Rachel stopped by for one full episode. Sue was on one bonus short, and of course, we went to Doug's house and dove deep into Doug's vault. We did. And he joined us for a podcast, and my God, was that fun. And also, there was people that were nice enough to be interviewed. Mm -hmm. Christopher Davies, the CEO of Wine and Country Network and competition director for the Global Whiskey Challenge, was on parts one and two of our whiskey Nico Martini, the co-founder of Grace and Texas Whiskey, he stopped by to talk about being a judge at competitions for part two. And Seth Benheim, founder and CEO of Infused Spirits and Broken Barrel, he was on part two as well, talking about what it's like to pay for entrance and put bottles up and uh, when that benefits and when it becomes kind of a burden. It was very interesting. Yeah. On our fascinating Romulan Rye Quick Taste, Greg Spurrier, partner and CIO of Wines That Rock and Star Trek Spirits, came on to talk about his Romulan Rye Ale, if you will. And he brought along with him master mixologist and consultant Brian Van Flandern, also associated with Star Trek Spirits. And he designed a lot of the cocktails, yes, including the Andorian Old Fashioned. Yeah. That we featured on the episode. So Craig and Brian were great to have on. They were fun guests. And Craig, we found out Craig's in Baltimore, so we might go down and crash over at his house one day. Right. So (laughs) (laughs) Uh, he doesn't know yet, but now he knows. Spoiler (laughs) alert, Craig, change your locks. (laughs) (laughs) all right so yeah those are all the people that have been on the podcast besides me and ed uh i do have a listener shout out oh Uh, nice so this one goes out to roland park joe okay who was the guy who turned craig spurrier of star trek spirits onto us which led to the whole romulan rye tasting and the whiskey we'll be tasting later tonight actually nice uh the captain's table so thank you roland park joe and who is roland park he's got a little uh following down in the maryland area baltimore yeah he's he's down in baltimore i think i believe his name is actually joe right And I guess he's friends with uh, people in the business. Hey, well, good for him. Thanks so much for listening. We love to uh, hear about our listeners. Yeah. And if we were ever uh, coming to Maryland, send us uh, your contact information. Hit us up at whiskeytangent.gmail.com. And uh, dot com. Excuse me. Hello. 40 and error. Wow. (laughs) 
<laughs> whiskeytangent at gmail.com. And Joe, we'll, we'll get a drink with you. We'll go get a whiskey when we're down there. Yeah. Um, all right. So the first thing that we like to do uh, after the shout outs is the listener stats. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we always have fun oh, with these. Oh, feed my ego. I'm so needy. <laughs> so I can say, uh-huh. as of today, the date that we're recording, which is two weeks before this actually comes out, we have officially reached... Thirty thousand downloads. Well, that's nice. It's come a long way. Yeah, just a small town boy <laughs> living in a lonely world. Wait for the crickets. Yeah, <laughs> uh, we seem to be averaging the past three seasons about five thousand downloads per season. Okay. Eh, I mean, we'd like it twice that, but you know that we well, are COVID, where we you are. Know, COVID's kind of paused our growth a bit. We're coming back up now. If you look at our viewership, it's a steady lineup. You know, we're grassrooting ourselves where we want to be. Yeah. But we're not complaining. I'm thrilled with everyone who listens to us. And, uh, yes, thank we, you. We love all, you so much. Everybody so much. We and, really uh, work hard to put out something for you guys to enjoy. Yeah. I mean, we enjoy doing this so much yeah. that we'd probably do it if we had maybe even half the listeners. Which that we, we did, did, by the way. <laughs> Which we did. <laughs> we did for it for the, a year for yeah. like 12s of fans. That's right. Uh, so the first thing we're going to do, so we do the states, and right. then we do the country. So the right. states we do first. Any major changes in the state? Uh, actually, a bit. Okay. Yeah. So the top three remained the same. Right, which is Jersey, Pennsylvania, and New York. No. Hey, Maryland. <laughs> no. Wait, it's that- you always forget. California. No. Fuck. Giant Midwest city. Oh, Chicago, Illinois? Illinois. That's oh, a, shit, yeah. that's right. We're big in Illinois. I knew that. We are. But at number four, coming up two spots, California. California knows how to party in the city, city of Compton. <laughs> Who is that? Tupac. Oh, it's Tupac. Okay. Yeah, you got to drop the real one in right here. Right. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, thank you, Tupac, for doing <clears throat> better than me. So, California leapfrogged over Maryland and Florida, which both uh, moved down one spot each. Staying solid at number seven is uh, New York, rising up one spot from nine to eight, actually switching places with Ohio, Texas. So Texas, Ohio switched places at 10. Georgia was 10 last time. They're 10 this time. That's our top 10. Well, we did the um, Balconies episode, so I'm not surprised Texas bumped a little bit. <laughs> Bump, right. Just out of the top 10, we have Michigan and Virginia switching places, 11 and 12. Some big movers on the states, down lower on the list. Mm-hmm. Uh, Louisiana, Minnesota, and Rhode Island all moved up four spots. Maine moved up five spots. And New Mexico moved down five spots. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what New Mexico would be mad about, but um, <laughs> maybe it's not that they're mad. Other people just got excited about us, which I'd like to believe it's all positive. Yeah. And I would say Louisiana, that you mentioned them. Moved up from 30 to 26. Right. It's a pretty big move. And that's probably just because we talk all about Sazerac and they're, <laughs> New they're, Orleans, and yeah. they're watching us. <clears throat> Watchers. Fun fact, quite sizable amount of downloads are listed as being U.S. others. Yeah. So that's a lot of people using VPNs or something. Or Puerto Rico. Or, or, or Puerto Rico, <laughs> maybe. And if U.S. others was a state, they'd be number two. Oh, wow. Yeah, so we have a yeah. lot of listeners who are not represented in the states that I just mentioned. Right, because the stats can't really regulate where they're from, so it just comes yeah. in as United States. Exactly. They, they could 
couldn't determine. Right. And I'm going to say it's all New Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you, New Mexico. Thank you, New Mexico. New Mexico is actually our second state. Yeah. They're, they're good friends. <clears throat> <clears throat> New Jersey, New Mexico, Pennsylvania. Yeah. Nuevos Amigos. Yeah. I've actually been to Santa Fe and Albuquerque. Have I have been there. Yes. Oh, yeah. I nice. spent the night in Albuquerque. Okay. Yep. I made a wrong turn there. <laughs> just gonna say that bugs buddy i knew i should have taken that left coin at albuquerque no it's really funny we were traveling across the country when i was very young you know in my 20s it's the last night we stayed in a motel where your door opens on the parking lot because mm-hmm. it's like two in the morning some people are like kicking on our door really loud Jeez. Um, I was with my friend Maurice, who's an absolute beast. Like, yeah. He's like an army ranger. Big like dude, yeah. So basically, like, I ripped the light out of the wall, and he stood up, and he was like, what? <laughs> and they went away. <laughs> but we were hating it. I love it. <laughs> After that, we're like, we're going to pay the extra money to go into, a like, a Hilton or something <laughs> with a hallway. Right. <laughs> an internal door. So they had to at least kill the person at the front desk to get to us. You know what I mean? <laughs> like a Terminator movie or it's something. so dark. Wow. Well, yeah, well, I mean, that's what you, what you learn when you tra- cross country. You don't no. know where you are, you know? No, you don't. All right. Well, let's do the countries that yes. we've been listening to. So in season seven, as you may recall, we saw a huge increase in our international downloads, yes. mostly due to the Jack Daniels episode going viral, which added 28 countries for That's a right. total at that point of 89. Yes. But in season eight, we only saw an additional four countries. All right. There are not many left. Right. Right. I mean, not, not many people that drink whiskey, speak English, and have full internet access. Right. So the four countries that we added for a total of 93 now, okay. we're over 90 93. Now. The country of Georgia. All right. Uh, um, Lithuania. Okay. uh, Portugal. I can't believe Portugal's so late to the party. Uh, uh, Very late. And the Cayman Islands. Oh, the Cayman Islands. That's nice. Tax haven for the rich. Right. Lithuania. I've never been to Lithuania, but I was right below it once in Estonia. Right. That's one of the Baltic states. Has Estonia listened to us yet? uh, Yes, I believe so. Okay. I hope so, because I've been there. So when I was there, we didn't have a podcast. Okay. So the top five did not change. Okay. Of course, United States, Canada, the United Kingdom, Germany, and do you remember what the fifth one was? It was a weird one. Not super weird, but uh, kind of surprising. Yeah. Mainstream. France. Europe. No, not France. Right next to France. Belgium. Lower than France. Spain? Yeah, Spain. Oh, really? That yes. is. Spain's number five. Interesting. Yeah. Number six. Mexico. All right, there we go. Up one spot from seven. Basically, they switch with South Africa. Down one spot from six to seven. Up two spots from nine to seven. India. Not, well, yeah, there's a lot of people there. And up six spots. A big mover into the top ten. Wow. Vaulting, or whatever the French term is, because it's France. Nice, France. About time you joined the party. Maybe I'll stop criticizing you so much. Right, and still hanging on in the top ten. Afghanistan. <laughs> Thanks, Brian. Any new Afghanistan downloads in the last year? No. Okay. Not since Brian left. Brian, you couldn't have handed a card off on your way out of the plane? <laughs> <laughs> well, of course, we did pull everybody out, and that went really well. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Okay, so just missing the top 10, up five spots from 16 to 11, Israel, hmm. which means that Thailand, Ireland, Sweden, and Taiwan all dropped two spots. Right. Big movers on the charts, up 14 spots to 24, Chile. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Up 10 spots to 33rd place, New Zealand. Well, yeah, that's about time they got on the party. And the biggest mover on the chart, up 18 spots, Greece. Nice. Yeah. Pretty good. Sure. But I want to know next time, I want to target the top 10 countries that should be listening to us, right? (laughs) Okay. Like New Zealand's one that should already download us. They speak English. They have internet. They should know us. (laughs) Portugal should have been on board. These are things I need to know. Okay. All right. I'll fly out there. 
<laughs> you know, and I, I bet Tasmania's out there not doing their job. I see. Oh, well, they're part of Australia, so. Oh, they don't get their own <laughs> that download? Well, uh, you can look at the stats of Australia itself and see if Tasmania. Well, we're going to find that out, okay? Because I'll be a devil when I go to Tasmania. <laughs> That's terrible. Yeah, I retract that. Uh, hey, guys, I didn't know Ed was going to be dumb. <laughs> <laughs> wow wow okay so Shame. i'm getting fine. another drink you keep talking oh uh, no no uh, well. <laughs> i'm fine i can do it i'll do it live from over here i'll wait for you to come back no <laughs> no what are you getting i'm getting Ooh. some romulan rock Ooh, that'll come up six and a half hours later I'm back. So we did 23 podcasts in season eight, four full numbered episodes, five whiskey shorts, two of which were bonus shorts. We did five news episodes, five whiskey madness episodes, including the special preview, three whiskey parts, and one new vault episode. Oh, yeah. We're going to definitely do at least a vault every season. That's my rule. We totally need to. All right. So we did it maybe two years ago where we totaled up all the whiskeys that we featured on the podcast. Right. So what do we drink on air? And at that point, two years ago, we were at like 111, something right, like that. That means we drank 111 different whiskeys on air. Yeah. So up to and including season seven, last season, okay. we were at 210. <laughs> Okay. And in season eight has to be a record. I don't have these broken down by season, but we drank a total of 54 new whiskeys. On how many different episodes? On uh, 23 different podcasts. (laughs) (laughs) That's more than two whiskeys an episode. That's got to be a record. Oh, yeah, because we did 15 on the vault with Doug, and we did 14, if you want to count them, flavored whiskeys on that flavored whiskeys episode, which we'll talk about soon. So- the total right now is we're at 264. Right. And, and to be clear, these are only whiskeys that we drank on air, not off air. So Correct. If, you, if you include our off air whiskeys, oh, we're, forget it. we're into <laughs> to the stratosphere. Or we're into like 400 by now. Right. We're trying to grow livers on our 3D printers as we speak. <laughs> All right. So the recaps. Here we go. All right. So the first thing that we did in season eight is episode 58, the Balcones Texas whiskey times four, the crickets will decide. Right. So once again, Balcones is similar to George Dickel for us that it has a certain flavor profile through their mash bill that we don't love. Yeah. However, the Benash barrel pick True Blue was delicious. Yeah. Actually really good. It was our favorite thing of the night and we've never been steered wrong by Benash. Yeah, that's true. That was the only whiskey that I think we all sort of agreed that was really, really good. Because some of them were, I mean, a little strange. And that's okay to be strange. But one of them, I think, at least for all the threes, because Siobhan was also on this episode, we did not like. Yeah. And so it was pretty popular, like, though. Yeah. So what we just established is that that flavor profile works for a lot of people, just not us. You know, and there's no shame in that. Yeah. And also, I spoke to the fact that they are a grain-to-glass distillery, if I'm not, am I correct on that? Yeah. And we had the similar thing with Journeyman yeah. on some of their stuff. Absolutely. It's that when you're growing your own and you're distilling your own, it has a unique flavor profile, where when everyone's sourcing and blending and mixing, it kind of sterilized some of the profiles, I feel like, over the years. It's true. You can kind of even out something that makes you distinctive. Yeah. yeah. So if you like Balconies, enjoy it. It's just it's my cup of tea. Yeah, so the funny things that happened in this uh, episode, there was the crazy story of the original master stiller, Chip Tate, who mm-hmm. threatened the life of one of the investors. Chip initially agreed to take the lead, but the next day in a conversation with his assistant, Chip threatened to put two bullets in Craig's chest. Jesus Christ. Saying that he'd rather see the distillery burn to the ground than for Greg to be in control. This dude sounds like Betty Davis. <laughs> 
Fasten your seatbelts. It's going to be a bumpy night. <laughs> he had a point, but he, he can't go that extreme. No, he can't go that extreme. Siobhan had a particular uh, nosing note. So this is in your number one knee glasses. All right. I immediately get bare feet. Ew. Bare feet? Jesus. <laughs> And not like an acute blue lagoon no. bare feet, but like a... No, like a, like a man who just did a lawn. <laughs> <laughs> the bare feet of a man who just I mowed mean, your lawn. I mean, I'm supposed to like follow this up with my nose. Like all, all my nose is searching for is feet now. <laughs> and this was the one where uh, the crickets went on strike. Yes. Because we sang way too much. The single malt. Yeah. Um, that was the most All the tolerable. single malt. Yeah. All the single malt. <laughs> All the single malt. I was thinking more of one mm. singular <laughs> sensation. <laughs> Every little step she takes us, you know. No, 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 no. The crickets, you would like to mention <laughs> that this is way too much for them to do in one episode. <laughs> They are crickets are on strike. <laughs> the crickets have gone on strike. Normally, crickets would follow this, but the crickets have refused to work anymore this episode. So now we will have 30 seconds of silence. <laughs> <laughs> that's when they started to bring in temps. Yes. So the four original crickets brought in four more crickets to work shifts. Right. Yeah. Also, when we personified our crickets into the aliens of uh, men in black. That's so right. They were all hanging by the dumpster, smoking marble red and drinking coffee. Oh, shit. Uh, something that we've come back to yes. throughout the season. They, they'll never go away now. Our, our crickets are now on the payroll. Yeah. Hey, guys, you know, you singing tonight? <laughs> we got temps because we know it's a, it's a last call episode. We yes, just, uh, uh, Marvin called that sick, so uh, <laughs> right. we needed to get some coverage. <laughs> Marvin got stepped on, yeah, fucking ass. <laughs> Good assholes. <laughs> right, yeah. By sick, I mean dead. Right, you're done. You got, you got crushed. All right, so the next thing that we did after episode 58, also with Siobhan, was the how to make your own Angels Envy Rye. Right. The thing that we did with the barrel that your son had got us right. like so many years ago. Yep. We're like, let's put this to use. Right, so we put water in to, to treat the barrel. Then we put a bottle of uh, Gosling's dark rum. Right. And then... We dumped out the bottle and about like only like half of it came out. Oh, yeah. It came out very over-oaked. Over-oaked. It was, it, the Gosling's rum was disgusting yeah, it was when terrible. it came out. Yeah. And then we put in a bottle of bullet rye yep. and then let that in for well, about six, five or six weeks. Yeah, five, six weeks, right. Mm-hmm. And then dumped that out and tasted it and compared it with the regular bullet rye and also Angel's Envy rye that Shimano brought over. Right. And it didn't taste anything like Angel's Envy rye. No. But it did taste a lot like the Redemption rum cast rye, not so much the Angel Envy rye. No. And it also, we thought, tasted a little bit like the chicken cock island rooster rye that right, we had. Right, right. Do we still have that? No. We drank all that? Uh, that was only samples. No, I'm talking about... The- oh, no, the, the rum finished rye in the barrel? Yeah, we drank that too. Okay, all yeah, right. That long right. run. Because it, it was so good. It was. And so uh, the funny thing that happened on that one is uh, I mentioned cotton candy. Oh, it's such a delicious whiskey. Now that whiskey is worth its weight in gold. Right. That's really good. My mm. I mean, that sweetness. I, I'm getting cotton candy taste out of it now. Really? I can't believe you said that. Yeah, well, I was going to say I can't it. Believe. Someone was supposed to bring oh, me some God candy. Damn it, Scott. And, you know, I asked them twice. Three separate weekends, she asked me when I was and, down the shore. And three separate weekends, I didn't bring a, the goddamn cotton candy. No and now you brought candy. it up. 
Okay. I can't believe you said it. As soon as you said it, I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> oh, shit. Siobhan's going to give me hell. Damn. God damn. I can't even believe that was on accident. It was so tragic. <laughs> that did to me. I was like, perfect. Thank uh, you, Scott. I know. I was like, here we go. Which was like, the one thing I wasn't going to mention all night was cotton candy. Because well, I knew I was in trouble. You should have told me. because I Well, would. remember, this was recorded at the beginning of the season. This was right after the summer. It is. It is. So it's like, I wasn't going back down there again. Mm-hmm. And all she did, like, every time I went down, like, don't forget to bring me cotton candy. Well, I would have had to get in the car, drive to the boardwalk, <laughs> get out of the car. And I certainly would have done it for her, but I was way too drunk most of the days to make that trip. Right. So and, that provided a lot of comedy yeah, right there. Right. Uh, the next thing that we did was episode 59. This was supposed to be a ladies night, but the yes. ladies were not, uh, I don't know. They were not available. Not let's available. put it that way. Yeah. Still not available. Ironically, all this time later. Right. So we dubbed it laddies night and invited Jeff and Gabe <laughs> and my intro about the extra day. Yeah. And joining us on this evaluation of some either delicious or disastrous concoctions, not the ladies, because they stood us up again. So instead of ladies night, we're having laddies night. Just add an extra D for all the extra D we have in the room. (laughs) And those extra Ds belong to Gabe the Whiskey Sherpa. Hello, friends. And Jeff the Knight who says neat. Hello. These were flavored whiskeys. We tasted 14 of them. Yeah. And it was an interesting experience. I they, have to weren't, say. they weren't all bad. I'm surprisingly. Not, I'm not sad that we did it. If you want to say that we're, I don't know, quote unquote, experts in whiskey, mm. to ignore the entire genre of flavored whiskeys is just being obtuse, I think. And we definitely tasted some terrible ones. <laughs> but there's very interesting out there. Like the root beer one was very interesting. Yeah, yeah. Um, the ginger one was good. The hot ginger was spicy. And if you look at these as liqueurs and just relax yourself, like the way I treat Coors Light as alcoholic spring water and not an IPA. You know what I mean? And I don't put these flavored whiskeys against Woodford, Knob Creek, 12, no, Willet no, Rye. of course not. There was a barbecue oh, yeah. whiskey, which was fascinating. Super surprising. It tasted like honey barbecue potato chips. It was just so, oh, so the, interesting. The Starlight Blackberry one right. was awesome. Right, which was 84 proof. It actually counted as a whiskey. Yeah. So the thing I remember about this episode, one thing I remember about Jeff and one about Gabe. So okay. Jeff was very belligerent on this episode. <laughs> Gabe's the only one on the panel that has children. That's why. Disclaimer, I love my children. They're awesome. And Jeff has cats. My kids are great. My girls are beautiful. And they're the best thing I've ever done in my life. I mean, that is true. I will agree with Gabe. That is the best thing you've ever done in your life. Cat watch now. Jeff, how many cats do you have right now? Now, now, now Ed's going to come with a punchline. Nope. Nope. I'm, I, I'm not with your children. You've been a great dad. <laughs> <laughs> that is Jeff snoring. <laughs> sorry, Jeff. What are you, I'm sorry. 12, 13 cats. Where are we at now? Oh, no, fuck that. You're not going to tease me about my cats. Keep licking Gabe's asshole. Wow. (laughs) And then Gabe talking about his family at Thanksgiving. I bought this bottle myself, and I'll tell you what, if it's a bridge, it's a bridge I want to jump off of. (laughs) You don't like this at all? (laughs) I don't, yeah, I don't care for it that much either. It's good, but it's not something you want to hit all night. It's maybe a hey, we're back to Thanksgiving night, and the young ones are still here, and they won't leave, and you just want to like forget that they're there, and you just want to pour this right in their eye. So complicated. And then then you go, you go in the bathroom, and you look under the sink, and there's a lie there, and you pull it out, and he's like, "Well, could this be the end?" I mean, I mean. I, I have had enough of this fucking night. The turkey was dry. The stuffing sucked. I feel like you're not making this up. I feel like this happened. <laughs> this happened, right? They both got dark on us. Yeah, I mean, I, that's why I subtitled it. Tastes like family trauma. 
<laughs> so uh, the next thing we did after that, maybe one of our best drinking nights ever, mm. the vault episode. It's all Doug's vault. You're going to power through, bitch. Yeah, I mean, it was epic. We chose 15 whiskeys starting at 100 proof. Yeah. Going all the way up into somewhere in the area of 142, I yeah, think. Yeah, two or over 140. I think there was a couple bonus ones that he threw in at us, too. So we might have tasted 17? He, no, uh, so was, we picked 13. Okay, right. And then he gave us two bonus ones. Well, we put, well, wait, we took 15, then we took two ways saying, well, we can't drink 15. And then we drank 15 anyway. <laughs> yeah, that's basically what happened. Because this was definitely the most whiskeys we drank in one day. Sure. We don't remember the Uber ride home. No. But we did take an Uber ride home, everybody, so <laughs> party responsibly. Remember, if you drink too much, sleep on your side so you don't choke on your vomit, <laughs> a.k.a. John Bonham, Jimi Hendrix. Uh, so R.I.P. Yeah, so we made <laughs> R.I.P. <laughs> R.I.P. Okay, big bro. So we, um, we uh, yeah, Siobhan's joined. Siobhan is joining us. The she's gallery. pouring out for her homies. Hi. Yeah, she's here to do some PR work. Marketing. Marketing and, you know. Mm-hmm. Sales. Filling all the HR complaints against me out and processing <laughs> the I mean, that takes a long time. There's, there's, there's a lot of complaints. All from Siobhan. Complaints are in triplicate. All right. It's, the thing is, her complaints. So you think it'd be easy. But nope. No. So, uh, everything has to be in triplicate. It's fucking complicated. So, yeah. Foreshadowing, we're doing a Hirsch quick taste. And one of the best whiskeys <clears throat> we tasted on Doug's Vault was one of the Hirsch's as well. Along with the Remus 5, which the Remus 6 made an appearance in our Whiskey Bandits. You probably noticed that. Those hardcore fans. <laughs> uh, especially the new ones from New Zealand. I'm sure you're up on that. And Portugal. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Wasn't there like a Jack Daniels bottle and bond or something? Like there were two. There was a ten year. Oh, and the a ten single year. Barrel. That's what the, it was. A ten year for hundred proof. Yeah, and then the bonus one at the end was right. a single barrel. Right, which was delicious. Yeah. So the top five was the Hearst six year yep. single barrel that you just talked about. Then the f- number four was Kings County single barrel bourbon, yes. which was awesome. The Nulu toasted single barrel number yep. three, and tied for first was the Remus that you just mentioned, series five, and the Dry Fly eight year Triticale bourbon and we were all like what the fuck is true no, that was not my choice i chose the remus oh, well, me that's and, on them me and doug chose that it was awesome you should have it high too it wouldn't have finished first if you didn't choose it to you bitch <laughs> it was like 143 i think that was like that, the highest. yeah that was the highest proof one that we'd ever yeah. had on the podcast to my credit i could have chosen it yeah you don't remember i don't remember anything no, no. after uh, like the last 20 minutes of that episode uh, but <laughs> But I will tell you right now, we tasted them all in the light of day again, and they were all delicious. Yeah, so uh, we ended up converting Doug to a neat glass yes, lover. I know. Because he was yep. talking about Glenn Cairns in the beginning, and then, you know. Yep, and after drinking out of the neat glass for the whole night, he's like, you know what? This is a great glass. And then he swindled us out of a couple of glasses. Somehow, he like he, he like, did. He gave us a, a, like a, some magic beans. and uh, He gave us a couple of whiskeys. No, he did. He gave us some good stuff. He gave us a Macallan 12, and then he gave you something. Yeah. Something else. He gave us some good bottles, and then we gave him the, uh, the neat glass party pack, which comes in like a little bag with a right, a little leather case and a little, little uh, uh, two glasses and a chamois little yeah a little micro uh, fiber fiber sh- chamois chamois yeah. type of deal yeah it's really chamois cool. is a fun word to say so if you're home right now say chamois 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 how I love you how I love you <laughs> chamois Davis Jr. <laughs> I can't stop that. <laughs> I had one, but it wasn't as good as yours. So I stop. <laughs> All right. So after we did that, we did uh, episode 60, which was a cocktail episode, of course. Rogue Whiskey Cocktails. Yes. How to crush cocktail conventions without getting crushed. Mm-hmm, with mm-hmm. Anders, Marty, and Rachel. Honestly, this might be my favorite podcast of season eight. Okay. I love this episode. I just came across a mention of a cult-level cocktail book called Rogue Cocktails, and I structured an episode around it. Ed wasn't really sold on the idea he 
was like, oh, okay, we'll do it. Anders will be here yeah. and Marty and Rachel, blah, blah, blah. And even in the moment, we thought we had a great time, but we didn't think it was a classic cocktail episode. But in the edit, it just came together so well because yeah. we had the 90s swing type music that we, yep. we mentioned because of the one of the drinks was Teenage Riot. For round two, the Teenage Riot. Teenage Riot. Open up a bottle of beer. Open up a bottle of beer. Teenage Riot. Drink till you can't see clear. <laughs> it's a Teenage Riot. Oh, man. <laughs> For the crickets, just Yeah, crickets and go. And then that just extended to the entire episode. We did all the interludes and um, Lady Gaga because uh, the way that Ed says the word demerara. Um, ingredients are interesting. Bourbon, rum, demerara. Ra, ra, oh, ra, ra. Ba, ba, oh, ga, ga. I love Lady Gaga. <laughs> Lady I love, Gaga. Yeah, Lady I love Gaga. the bourbon. You know I love rum. Mm-hmm. And come and drink it and we'll get you drunk. We'll get you drunk. <laughs> la, 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 we'll get, get you drunk. drunk. <laughs> All right, so it turned out to be a really good episode. And once again, you guys who listen, if you do nothing else, just go listen to all the cocktail episodes because we all like to drink cocktails. And with the spring coming up, just go 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, 45, 50, 55, 60. Uh, you were belligerent a couple times, I, I remember. During the rogue cocktail? Yeah, because uh, probably because oh, we made you taste the bitter chinar. That sound like me. Oh, no? Oh, that doesn't sound that's like no, you? Oh, well, a- listen to this. You know, people are really into doing like mushroom infusions in their cocktails now. Oh, oh the whole, really? the whole mushroom instead of coffee thing. If I have to see one more advertisement for that, I'm going to jump out a window. Shaga. You know why I gave up my coffee for mushrooms? Why don't you all just kill yourself right now? <laughs> oh, <laughs> Take the mushrooms, shove up your ass and up your nose and shut the hell up. Random belligerence. Mushroom coffee edition. Wow. Like, why can't we have both? Why wow. can't have coffee and mushrooms? He's like this drink, bitter. Yeah, yeah. he's very bitter. He is, <laughs> he's got a sweet start, but he finishes yeah, bitter. He does, he does. <laughs> I just went Kapari all over him. Ed's a teenage riot. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> And also, uh, at the end, oh, okay. uh, you know, uh, the, the whole episode was about breaking the rules. Yeah. And then I said this. But it's doable. Sure. And it's fun to play. Mm-hmm. And it's fun to mess around and, and create those things. I, honestly, I think you just play with your cocktails. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I do. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Play for with your cocktail. <laughs> That's right. Play with your cocktails whenever you can. That's I right. Mean, not outside, but you know. That's <laughs> not in public. It's don't, free. Don't do that. All right, so after that, we did the short, which was actually recorded before that. We, we wanted to uh, record one just to have one extra, and then we used it almost immediately. <laughs> this is the J.W. Kelly Old Milford Bourbon Quick Taste. Yeah. Uh, this was just us, me and you. This was good. This was just another one in a series of whiskeys with names that you're not sure are actually real people, yeah. but then turn out to be real people and have an amazing, interesting backstory, like the Hearst one that you're going to hear in about three weeks. Yep. We made a delicious cocktail with it called the Sesquicentennial, which yep. was a sort of bonus rogue cocktail that we did before we even did the rogue cocktail episode because I had a lot of bitters and absinthe in mm-hmm. it combined. Remember anything from that episode? The rogue cocktail episode? No. The, the J.W. Kelly. I'm assuming you're telling me I'm forgetting something that was funny. <laughs> no, I'm not, actually. 
Oh. <laughs> I mean, I, I remember tasting it. It was a Benash pick. It was one that I was checking out at Benash, and Billy goes, Right. Hey, uh, I don't know if you ever had the JNL over there, but that's what he does. Uh, you might want to grab it. Uh, it's pretty good. And then he's like, Hey, why don't you come over here and try it? Seduce me. In. I know. <laughs> Seduce me. Like, yes. It's like, here, taste that. I'm like, you know, it's not like Bill Cosby get all like foggy <laughs> and start passing out, but it like, it's so good. I'm like, all right. I walk over and I, Too this soon. one was funny. I was like, I was able to reach from the line over the back of the counter and just grab the back of the bottle and bring it over. Oh, like, the bottle, the back of the bottle. Yeah. Grabbed. Okay. And so, yeah. So that's one was a, a banash pick like many of our stuff are, you know? Yeah. All right. So after that, we did uh, our annual bonus Christmas short. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The Nulu Toasted Maple Barrel Quick Taste and the Top 10 World's Weirdest Christmas Traditions. Siobhan was here for that. Yep. That was an absolutely hysterical episode, yes. also with Sue. Yes. We were wildly inappropriate, mostly because of Siobhan and Sue. Yes, they were inappropriate. But also, Ed. I thought I was basically reading the Bible most of the night in the, <laughs> in the corner. Jesus Christ. Like, just like in the spirit of Christmas. And, and then. Were, were you? you? I mean, that's so? how I remember it. That sounds sad. Like a fart at a funeral. Oh my God. The seven degrees. Wait a minute. So, wait, is the fart the only thing that's sad at the funeral? Or is it, you know, the fact that it's a funeral? What has happened already? It's been five minutes. Oh, we might need to cut that. No, no, no. So, welcome to the Whiskey (laughs) Tangent Podcast. (laughs) You know, it's interesting when you talk about funerals. Funerals are weird in the sense that they're like parties for sad people. And it's like, like you have to go and even if you're not sad, you know, you have to be sad while you're there. And, and like, it's understandable if it's like your grandfather or something. What if, what if it's your friend at work's grandfather, right? Everyone's there like, mm, so sorry. And you're all just quietly murmuring. Like, <laughs> you can't be like, yeah, it's funny how old people die, right? Isn't it? He wasn't even that old, right? How old was he? 72? Yeah, 72 ain't old, right? You can't be like that. You can't, you know, you have to be like, mm, so sorry. I mean, oh my God. So See, no. that's what I mean. This is exactly how you were on the episode. All right. So I picked out a okay. bunch of funny moments from this okay. one and I'm going to go rapid fire. Ready? Okay. So Ed's morning wood. You're getting some elements of fresh paper. I'm getting some fresh wood, almost like when you walk in the in, morning. No, yeah, like, right. <laughs> not like, morning. Not right. Not, oh. not to be confused with my morning wood, right. but um, Jesus Christ. fresh wood in the morning. <laughs> I'm getting Ed Wood. <laughs> yeah. Ed, Ed Wood, the horror director. Interesting. Wow. <laughs> Siobhan's Thomas H. Handy obsession. So I think we all need to go out and buy one and then different ones and then get together and have a Nulu episode. Well, oh, I have that. another suggestion. Okay. I'm still seeking that whiskey daddy that I mentioned in the uh, Thomas H. Handy episode that has still not come through. So, put, remember, put you're going to have to do a lot of handies Just if you want a whiskey to. daddy. <laughs> <laughs> Ironically, that's a good episode to choose because there's going to be a lot of handies involved to be having a whiskey daddy. <laughs> So, guys out there, if you're interested in being Siobhan's whiskey daddy and getting a handy, possibly, from Siobhan, send an email to whiskeytangent at gmail.com. There must be a Thomas H. Handy in my immediate visual. So, you know, like one that I can touch and feel and pour. That gets her going. A handy for a handy. There you go. Handy for a handy. (laughs) The Whiskey Tangent Podcast has been cited for human trafficking (laughs) allegations. (laughs) Oh. Sue and Siobhan, the wine drinking witches from Italy, the wine drinking witch. Okay, that uh, sounds like something I'm down with. Oh my with. God, it's Sue. <laughs> hey! It's Sue the, and Siobhan, the wine drinking except witches. Except we spell with a B in America, but go ahead. <gasps> wow. <sighs> the wine drinking witch? Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. And also, the Iceland's Yule Lads, it got a little pedo. 
from Iceland, the Yule Lads. Mm. What's up with fucking Iceland? Yeah. Why isn't Jeff here? Yeah, Jeff Are they here? the Yule Lads? It's like a gang. Oh, uh, well, wait to hear this one. Oh, okay. Icelandic kids got it good. Okay. Not only do they get Santa Claus visiting them on Christmas Eve, they also get 13 mischievous trolls who roam the country in the two weeks leading up to Christmas. Sort of like oh. Snow White's seven dwarves, each of the 13 Jolsvinar. Give out hand jobs to all. <laughs> oh, Jesus. That's bad. Cut. <laughs> Most of which I bleeped out. So if you weren't getting the pedo references, that's what happened. <laughs> All right. So after we did that, we took a break for the holidays and uh, we came back. The Whiskumentary on tasting competitions, which yeah. ended up being three parts because yeah. I wanted to do the nose, the palate and the finish. So we had to come up with what we were going to do right. for those. Because three Scott parts. wanted that to be the titles. We had to come up with three parts. Like what type of a beginning plan is that? I'm like, so that's why we're doing three parts. Like, yeah, now let's create the three parts now. And it actually worked out perfect. It did work out perfect. So I the really nose, we went through all yep. of the tasting competitions, the palate, we went through how distillers and judges submit and judge yeah. the tasting competitions. And the third part was the finish where we had our own tasting. Yeah, competition. we had our own tasting and we gave our new Ocho award. Right. The, and that's the, the one that Gabe was on. Right. He helped us judge that. Yeah, I think his car broke down near here that day and he just walked over until we put him on. <laughs> Sure, is that I'm what sure. happened? I don't think it was planned. Oh, all right. But anyway, <laughs> if you have some time to go back, if you haven't listened to the Whiskumentaries, the first one was on Prohibition, and that's just a general history one. Listen to that when you want. But the second one was about sourcing and the whole process of how whiskey companies get their whiskey that they don't grow themselves. And then the next one came out. We were talking about the secondary market, why Blanton's is $80 when it should be 60 or whatever. Yeah. And then this year's, of course, was in the whiskey competition. So I think they're really interesting to people. We worked hard. Scott worked really hard on editing them and getting them together and the yeah, it's people a bitch to edit multiple because of the interviews you interviews know, yeah. all the interviews and stuff and then we really thank the people that came out for oh, each yeah. of them we love doing the whiskumentaries it's a passion of ours to educate what we think is really important topics for the industries yeah all right so the next thing that we did is episode 61 yeah. after the whiskumentary journeyman times three corsets wits and whiskey chicks mm-hmm. we got new guests on the podcast two women that we know from the local lounge Aaliyah and paula they did great that was a great episode i really I love both of them. Aaliyah was sparring with me right off the bat. I just loved, I love our yeah. chemistry we had. And Paula joined Scott on the let's keep everything moving down the track role, <laughs> which was wonderful as well. And she has a great voice. I loved having them on for that and the short. It was two of my favorite episodes. It was great. It featured my best alliteration filled intro ever with all the J's. Also, to help us with our journey, man, our two journey women, members of the local lounge in Mount Holly and brand new to the podcast, but certainly not brand new to whiskey. And it's here to introduce them to you, as well as the three joyous juices that we'll be judiciously judging in this jocular jam-packed journeyman jubilee tonight. <laughs> Holy alliteration. Well done. Well done. Um, we did a whole tangent on corsets, which turned into the misogynist versions of the journeyman's whiskey names. And especially with the namings of some of their products, you know, you have Featherbone. What's the other one? There's a buggy whip. Yeah. Uh, and then yep. corsets, whips, and whiskey, of course, is right. the higher expression of the buggy whip. Then there's a barefoot in the kitchen bourbon, <laughs> I think. <laughs> oh right. <laughs> it's the know your place rye. <laughs> 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 that's right right that was all comedy we don't feel that well, no right no i mean they were there right um Aaliyah trolled ed uh, several times yes first when you said the writing on the bottle was small right mm. so the bottle says george washington unlike many in possessions of leadership was not motivated by power 
after the war for independence. Many suggested he become America's first king. Washington rejected the notion of self-aggrandizement. Aggrandizement. Do you want me to read that? It's small. <laughs> Fought Not for the, the first time he's heard that. <laughs> Oh my God. I'm sorry, you walked into that. <laughs> oh. Evidently, no one walks into it. Oh. <laughs> and then when you asked if anyone got a leather taste. She walked into this one. Anybody get, like, again, leather to this? On the yeah. F- tobacco or leather? Does anybody feel like Ed might have a leather fetish? <laughs> just Anytime you want to stop wondering, just let me know. <laughs> well I played. I can take that wonder right out of well you. Well played, Ed. Well played. You'll be wearing long sleeve sweaters to work for a while. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's great. And then probably the best part was the story of how you two met. So I listened to the podcast and I was mm-hmm. like, wow, these guys are actually kind of funny. You know, there's, you know, a local connection and I was a fan then. And, um, and I happened to be at the lounge and, and I happened to be standing at the bar and I'm terrible at names, but I'm pretty good with faces and voices. And I'm listening to this guy and I was like, huh, what is your name? You know, it was Ed. I was like, and in the most lounge lizard way, <laughs> he turned and said, he goes, it's whatever you want it to be. <laughs> <laughs> like that's such, oh, such an ego boost for me. Right. Anders is like, oh my God, he'll never stop. His head's like, won't fit out the door. Yeah, we'll definitely have them back again oh, in yeah. season nine. Yep. Uh, after I, that, with them, we did a short of the Smoke Wagon Malted Rye versus the old Ezra 7 Rye, Barely Rye right. Rye. They drank a lot that night. Oh, they did. But once again, if you didn't listen to that episode, remember both of these ladies drank over 100 whiskeys in the local lounge and are on the wall. Like there's a plaque. If you drink 100 whiskeys in the lounge, you get on the plaque. I'm on the wall. Scott's not there yet. He's close because he tends to drink out of our locker a lot. But the I girls do. are on there. The girls are on there. And also another lady, Amy's on there too. So oh yeah, we hang out with a lot of ladies who know how to drink their whiskey. Right. That's not just a sausage party. In the no, no, no. These girls, they know their stuff. They, they got a good palate and they know what they want. Uh, the funny things I remember about this episode, uh, you and uh, Aaliyah fighting over furniture polish. <laughs> yes. Are you tasting any orange? Because we all sort of smelled mm, orange. That's a great question. But I don't really taste it. No, I don't. Interesting, isn't it? There's a little bit it still smells like on orange. the tip of my tongue, like a bitter, raw orange oil flavor. That's what I'm really tasting. Orange oil? Yeah. Wow. Like when you're polishing the furniture, that type of a smell. That's oh. lemon. Wow. No, That's no. lemon oil. <laughs> They're going to fight now over polish now. When did Siobhan get here? I don't know. I don't know about Paula. <laughs> now playing the part of Siobhan. Leave, leave, Siobhan. leave Siobhan alone. I mean, Ed is channeling lemon furniture orange. polish. Orange. Yeah, orange. Furniture. We guys yeah. pledge not to talk about yeah. furniture oh, polish anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, then Ed had a lot of puns, and then we had a big sigh. <laughs> Try to be very kind of conservative when I add my first bits of water. Yeah. I mean, so I was looking right. at like three-ish drops or whatever. Yeah. But I'm wondering what's going to be if I add just a little bit more, because I don't want to like ruin it, but yet it's that fine line. It's true. You can also just add more whiskey yes. if you pour too much water in. <laughs> uh, okay. That's the that's, antidote. It's the antidote for all whiskey problems. <laughs> Did you say the antidote? <laughs> Yes. <laughs> yes. Because it's all about Ed. <laughs> the Ed. Now you're, Ed- 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 I am the Edisoner. <laughs> the 
head is center. That was yeah. terrible. Um, no, but I, I it definitely. Was, it was Ed excruciating. <laughs> <laughs> that was actually better than the other one. <laughs> yeah, I mean. <sighs> <sighs> and it's so funny that they both did it right at yeah. the same time. Oh, same time. So A well-oiled dumb. machine with <laughs> these guys. That's what that sigh is. Oh God, we're dumb. Hysterical. It's so good. So we did two more things, and I'm going to do an out of order for right. a very specific reason. We're going to do the Whiskey Madness first, and then we'll do the Romlin Rye because we, we have another spirit from them that they the sent to us. That Star Trek sneak spirits. preview, if yeah. you will. So the Whiskey Man of 2023, Gabe was on the first two rounds, Andres was on the second two rounds. How do you feel it went? I feel like it was one of our best ever. I feel like the last two years were great because I feel like Doing it by proof makes everything so similar and so difficult. Mm. Back in the day when I was tasting like the Amrit single malt against a, a, you know, Teeling's Irish rye or something, I'd be like, I know what they are right away. And it kind of took the magic out. But when you proof it in the same spectrum, it makes it really hard. And when, when you look at what we did with the old Ezra and I think the smoke wagon and what we did with the Remus and yeah. the Four Roses small batch select, they were so similar when we were drinking them that we were like befuddled. We completely had to go with what was best in our mouth. I don't really like the Amrit as much as like some other stuff. So once I recognize the Amrit, there's no way I can't say to myself that I'm being biased. You know what I mean? But when I actually thought that I was picking the Remus and I ended up picking the Four Roses, yeah. just shows that I'm completely going with what my tongue is appreciating, if you will. Yeah. And this year might have been my favorite all time. And it's okay if you don't agree with me, but that's how no, I feel. No, I, I do like doing it by proof. I had an idea to change it up a little bit, which we'll, we'll probably do next year. But I agree with you. The last two years sort of legitimized our palate, but also we are more experienced now. Yeah. So our first two years, we did bourbons and rise and then world whiskeys. And you're right that once you get out of those brackets, you yeah. can definitely tell what you're tasting. Yeah, so if you got a Woodford Reserve going against a blended scotch, it's like, oh, shit, this is the monkey shoulder. This is Woodford. Yeah. But we also don't have great scotch palates either. So I feel like we're a little biased. We hit home runs the last two years because yeah. we just took a, mostly American bourbons and rise by proof high-quality whiskeys, survival the fittest, and it was more fun than I've ever had. It's only second in my mind for the favorite time of year to Christmas. <laughs> it's Christmas and then Whiskey Madness season. Yeah, I mean... That's my favorite times of it's year. It's so much fun to do. We always suggest you guys do it with your friends. All right. Okay, so the last thing that we did before the Whiskey Madness yeah. was the bonus short of the Romulan Ale Rye Quick Taste. Yeah. So this came about very serendipitously. I just yeah. mentioned it on the news that the Star Trek spirit was out. Yep. We talked about it. Yep. It was blue. It was yep. it was kind of cool bottle and stuff. We had no idea that one of the creators was actually a listener of the podcast, yeah. heard that episode, and then decided to send us a bottle yeah. of the Romulan Rye, a right. full bottle. You yeah, need the full uh, bottle, like, though, because it gave us a full effect of the beautiful bottle they do. It's awesome. And we were able to gush over it, and our minions of fans are just rallying to buy it, I'm sure. Yeah. We did a lot of bad Star Trek jokes on yeah. the episode. There are no bad Star Trek jokes. There's oh, only jokes. Right. We went on a really nerdy Star Trek tangent, and the great interview with Craig and Brian. Yeah. We talked about who they were on the podcast earlier. Uh, Blue Whiskey is quite good. Who knew? Yep. Check out our Instagram. We have a lot of pictures of fun stuff on there. They shared it on theirs, Star Trek Spirits Instagram, and they said they were going to tell uh, Parent Plus to also share it. So I don't know if that's happened yet, but yes. you know, maybe it will. We got more whiskey from them, so that means they still like us. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. So now mm -hmm. what we've already teased, we have sneak preview, Star Trek Spirits, new spirit, called Captain's Table. 
and I'm going to pour it right now. Glass call quick taste. It's a cognac finished rye. Nice. It's a very amber, almost like Grand Meunier. It's almost like an orange or contro finished. What do you think, Scott? Look at the glass now. Very Grand Meunier-ish. Yeah, we, we were looking at it, and, and it did look very orange compared to the other whiskeys that we have in the room. Ooh, very interesting nose. My gosh. Oh, that is interesting. Tremendous flavor on the nose there. All right, so this has kind of a neat story. Um, this is called Captain's Table Club. They're going to offer new spirit every quarter each year. Their executive distiller, they partnered with a man named Crispin Kane, and he's the CEO at Mendocino Spirits in Ukiah, California. So he aged this whiskey, blended it together, and then finished it in a cognac barrel that the cognac from it was originally dumped out of it in 1845. So this barrel has been sitting around since 1845. They got it somehow, and they put this whiskey in it to age it. So strange. And this is the result. I don't know the proof is. Why? Because uh, they didn't tell us. (laughs) It's not online somewhere? Uh, Online? It's not even released. This is a whiskey tangent exclusive. (laughs) The mash bill is not disclosed. It is a rye. They use champagne yeast. The age of the whiskey is at least 12 years. Mm. The distiller blender bottler is Tamar Distillery in Ukiah, California, also known as Mendocino Spirits. They didn't say what the price is going to be, but the yield from this is going to only be about 200 bottles. So it's going to be probably pretty expensive. This is their first release. They're not going to release until August, and it'll be at the Star Trek convention appropriately in Las Vegas on August 3rd. When August comes, we will remind you that it is out and maybe give you uh, more information about it at that point. So there are no tasting notes, uh, of course, because this is brand new. So, Ed, what are you getting off the nose? You've been smelling it diligently this entire time. I mean, I get some rye notes to it. It doesn't smell like any whiskey I've ever smelled before. It's sort of funky. It's sort of sweet and a little sour. I'm going to think it's a little bit lighter proof than... The Romulan Ale? Yeah, um, in the 90s. Yeah, I'm going to put it right about 90. That would be my guess. Okay. Like, I'm getting a little bubble gum. Yeah, I'm getting a little orange, a little citrus. Okay. Yeah, yeah, getting, I can see citrus. And, some, and very traditional barrel stuff, too. Like, I'm definitely getting something off that barrel they had it in. Like, it's like a cake, vanilla cake on the nose. And it is different, though. Taste the, it, yep. No. Taste it. Tell me what you think. But, Oh, yeah, it's lower proof, definitely. Um, I'm not going to say it tastes watery, but... No, no, it does not. It's got a little bit of punch, for sure. Yeah, but it tastes what we were drinking earlier. Yeah, Uh, yeah. I mean, we drank Hirsch earlier at 127, but but this is okay. This holds its own. It's not a weak whiskey at all. I'm going to make that clear right now. It's very smooth. I drank Eagle Rare last night, and it was 90, and this is every bit as strong as that or stronger. Yeah, you know, it kind of reminds me of Eagle Rare almost. In a similar vein. The mouthfeel and the the proofageness. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Proofageness? Is that a fucking word? No, no, not at all. But no, um, it actually has a really good finish. If this is 100 proof, then it is the smoothest 100 proof I've ever Absolutely had in my life. Absolutely So I'm, I'm saying it tastes 90 to me. Yeah. I'm getting a little bit of like milk chocolate almost. I drank a little quick, but I'm getting a little burn in my chest now. It's getting a little, mm. little Kentucky hug going on there. Yeah, I'm going to take a bigger gulp. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's so nice. I'm getting a bit of the bubblegum flavors again, no. but a very subtle... Like almost if you smelled a new pack of uh, Bazooka Joe. Remember Bazooka mm-hmm, Joe mm-hmm. bubblegum? I don't know if kids today know what that is, if that's even a thing well, kids, anymore. Kids should not be drinking this with us, Scott. <laughs> well, that so, is also so true. Hopefully they're not. But people who can drink should have right. remembered Bazooka Joe. Right. Wow, it's uh, good though, right? It is good. This is really- Why can't I come up with a tasting note on it? It's, no. it's like, it's, it's very, very traditional. 
right? Can we say that? Like, there's some vanilla, there's oak, there's rye spice. And there's then, all of that. But let's find something else. So I said bubble gum a couple times because there's something different there that I've never tasted on a whiskey before. There's a like a little herbaceous leather or vinyl on the smell. It's like, like a sweet leather taste. Yes, perfect. It tastes like sweet leather smells. Yeah. That, like if you've ever been in a leather jacket store and that really soft, supple, light brown leather, that's the only way I can describe it. Right. So I will say this on the bottle. It does say rye blend number three. Yeah. Sample taken. 315.23. This yeah. was just taken. Very fresh. Like they took this and shipped it to us by like carrier pigeon. Like, yeah. oh, like it just flew here overnight with a bottle in its claws. Yeah, I literally got it two days ago. Well, actually, we're lying. They beamed it in. <laughs> <laughs> they, <laughs> they choose to transport it. Just transport it right to our apartment. <laughs> the uh, well, Scott's apartment. See, that just sounded weird now. <laughs> Scott and I don't have an apartment. I know everybody wants to put us there. Yet. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Okay, let's bring this back to reality. It's really good. It's really good. I mean, and again, surprising. Like Rami and Rye was surprising, but this is a distilled whiskey. There's nothing added into it. It looks like a whiskey. Yeah. It's not blue. They didn't put honey into it. No. This is a true, legitimate whiskey well, in cognac barrels. It's got a very interesting color. It's stronger than the color indicates. It is lighter. But it doesn't taste that way. And no. So I just burped it up, and it's actually quite lovely alcoholic. The, it's lovely the second time around. No. It's, um, I think this is going to be a little pricey, though. I think this tastes like a very selectively crafted whiskey to me. They went out and got the 150-year-old barrels. This is going to be a couple dollars, but I would say for those who like to take a chance on unique expressions, then those people who are Trekkies who want to be part of the party, you're going to enjoy this when it comes out. Yeah. I don't want to say I like it better than Rhyme the Rye. Oh, I got the Rhyme the yeah. Rye right there. Grab or... it. Grab it. Let's do side by side. Just a splash. Yeah. You know, which is one and which is one A of the company because they're both good. I'm going to taste the Rhyme the Ale. Mm. We couldn't do this mm. on the Whiskey Madness because one's blue. Mm. My gosh. I got to tell you, I think the captain's table is a little bit better. It is. And by the way, side by side, this might be more proof than we think because this is 100. Yeah, it might be more proof. It just tastes really smooth. Yeah, really smooth. This might be more like 96, 98. It might be that high. Might Maybe be. it's 100. I don't know. I mean, they're both good. The captain's table is a little bit spicier because mm. I think this 12-year-old rye is taking yeah. a lot from that cognac barrel. Yeah. For a company that doesn't have a lot of whiskeys out there, the two that we've tasted have been exceptional. Yeah, they're really doing but it right. I would definitely like more of this. This is really good. Yeah. And this is what I really want to stress. They have a niche market being a Star Trek spirit company, and yet they're not just writing it in. Like they could have 85 pro 86.4 you know, basic bourbon or rye, but they're not doing that. No. They're crafting really nice spirits here. They really are. Something that any Trekkie could be proud to drink, but any whiskey fan would be proud to try. So I want to thank Craig for sending these to us. And it's been great meeting him and experiencing these products during this season. Has definitely been one of the highlights of season eight oh, for me. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Like I said before, it was very serendipitous and it's also been a really good experience for us. Absolutely. And uh, we're huge Star Trek fans yeah, too. Sure. So absolutely. we're like, we're totally geeking over the fact that I have yeah. a bottle of it, the Romulan Rye, and it's blue, and it's just awesome. Yeah, we're having so much fun with it, you know. And uh, <laughs> it's like I remember going to the Las Vegas and going to the Star Trek experience, and yeah. there was a whole thing you go in and you end up on the bridge of the Enterprise, yeah. like the John Luke Picard Enterprise. I totally nerded out. Like I was with my ex-wife, and then I was like, Oh my god, oh my god. Did you say make it so? I said they did. I said engage number one. Make will, it so. I will point out that it wasn't his ex-wife at the time. That would have been awkward. Well, that's true. <laughs> it was, was just my, his wife she at the was time. My wife at the time. Yeah. <laughs> T Earl Grey hot. <laughs> 
Um, anyway, so the next thing we have to do, well, the last thing that we do on the last call is the preview of the next season, right. season nine, yes. in which we are slated to do 19 podcasts. It mm. will be at least 19. There could be a couple bonuses here and there. We were going to do six whiskey news yep. episodes. Uh, so as you know, these are usually released on the third Friday of the month, but the first one will actually be the first podcast of season nine next week on April 7th, because we didn't do a March news because of the final pour and this last call episode took up all the Fridays in March. So we're going to combine March and April into a single news podcast, which will push April's episode and the whiskey short to the second and third Fridays, respectively. Question. Everyone got that? Yeah, but you got that? Off, you got it? Off record, why didn't we do yeah. the news this weekend and release the last call next week? Then we're in April and it's not winter anymore. Mm, I hear you. It's still at least winter when we're recording this. Right. <laughs> Technically. We're going to do six full episodes episode 62 through 67 and we'll be putting the focus back on bourbons which we kind of been neglecting on full episodes for a long while right so to rectify that situation we're going to do three episodes sort of a trilogy on the topic of bourbon's evolution from moonshine to white whiskey corn whiskey light whiskey and ending on the current state of bourbon and what it might look like in years to come right. called the evolution of bourbon and these are whiskeys that we haven't really focused on corn whiskey is a whole thing. Yeah. Moonshine is a whole thing. Light whiskey is a whole thing. And I'll be honest, I don't know shit about light whiskey. People talk to me about it. And I'm like, yeah, I don't know. And they're looking at me like, don't you have a whiskey podcast? I'm like, yeah, but I just never. And I have a bottle at home and it costs a lot of money. Yeah. I'll say that. For, I mean, I think $80 is a lot of it's money. It's starting to gain some attention right. now, but it's not a new thing. Wait, is Siobhan going to be on this one? Well, we might have Siobhan on the moonshine and white whiskey one with Sue. Right. We We've, don't think they're going to be very good. And then Siobhan and Sue will just hate on them. They'll right, be great. It was right. Great comedy. Right. Then we'll all go blind <laughs> well oh my god we're yeah. not creating our own we'll be like the little kids from like slumdog millionaire at like oh like my god we'll form a band called seeing eye dogs that'd be a great name for a band actually it would be <laughs> so we're going to do probably our patented deep distillery dives mm. possibly the oft promised uh, few or sagamore yeah or maybe new riff or even oat line if yep. we get down to baltimore get down get down dinner it no, but I think Old Line would be great after the way they perform. They should welcome us with open arms because yeah. they should really be thrilled. Like Corsair was when they yeah. were a four seed yeah. and they shocked the world. Yeah, they put us apparently on a loop in their distillery, them winning the yes. uh, our second Whiskey Madness. Maybe we'll do a scotch episode. Uh, and of course, episode 65 mm. will be cocktails and it will be our 200th podcast right so it'll just be champagne we'll do champagne cocktails to celebrate our glory we're gonna do seven shorts and other things yeah vault we're gonna do another i want to do whiskey wormhole i want to do whiskey wormhole the next season all right you find one i'll find one all right you had one too like track down that crown royal bill you're listening yeah, Bill? Doesn't he have like a 1958 Crown Royal? He does. I want that. Okay. The Whiskey no. Vault episode will be with Jeff. Yes. It's all Jeff's vault. We're going to do five Whiskey Shorts, one bonus short. So the bonus short will probably be the revisit of our Metal Band Whiskeys yes. episode 48 with two blackened expressions from Metallica, one of which Siobhan has, and she's been waiting patiently for about maybe a year. And one <laughs> and one was Scott's what Christmas present. Yes, it was. A very nice one. A delicious one. So the, the five Whiskey Shorts that we're going to do, our usual collection of interesting quick tastes mm -hmm. uh ed got three or four pretty expensive whiskeys from his retirement we've been talking about the hirsch that we recorded already you'll yep. hear that also the calumet farms 16 yep. here and the joseph a magnus triple cask mm -hmm. and possibly 
if we get around to it and we can plan about it, how to infuse your whiskey uh, just to make use of a Christmas present that I got yeah. this year. Right. So we'll see how that goes. Yeah. But it was a great season. Awesome season. I, I think mean, it, one of our best ever. I do think we have to get back to some more of the traditional visiting distilleries, which we did a little bit with Journeyman at the end, and continue to educate the everyday buyer on what's out there. I mean, we do like to take advantage of drinking the 700 600 400 300 bottles when we can, but we know we don't live there, and you know, no, and, you, and don't. you don't live there either. Nope. We're looking for the best bang for the buck between 40 and $60. I think that's where most people live, and I think there's a lot out there. But also, I think it's useful if we do fall into a higher expensive yeah. expression to taste it and tell people if it's actually worth it. Right. But if $215 to you is like $80 is to me, then go crazy. <laughs> right. I mean, there's yeah. a price point for everybody, right? Right. All right. So uh, that's it. Anything else? Closing no, we, out season we had, eight? We had so much fun. And I want to thank again all of our co-hosts and the people that interviewed on the Whiskey Mentory. Gabe and Anders for really helping out on the uh, Whiskey Madness, which was a grind for all of us. And I want to thank Siobhan for all her support over the season. Yes. And her Instagram posts uh, at us at Whiskey Tangent Podcast. Yeah, her freakish flexibility on top of everything else. Thank you so much. <laughs> Siobhan's face right now if you can see it <laughs> i love the surpriser and lord knows i'm always full of that but anyway so we, we think season nine is going to be better than any one that we've done for the whiskey tangent podcast i'm ed well, i'm scott and i'm siobhan and go buy the neat glass everybody they really came in handy during the whiskey madness and tonight and pretty much every day i'm drinking whiskey all right all right everybody take care later later